Hello, my name is Christine. And in this episode, I will be talking about my parents. Because they were my first teachers. And I will be talking about my father first. Because I didn't have much time to spend with him. He passed away when I was 17 years old. But them 17 years, I would like to say 12, because up until the age of 5, I don't remember much of my father, his presence anyway, in my life. But I want to talk about what I do remember about him and what he did teach me. My father taught me how to walk straight. He taught me how to sit. He taught me how to sit when when I had on dresses versus when I had on pants. My father was a handsome man. And he knew he was a handsome man. But he was a horrible father. And he was a horrible husband. I will say my father loved us, loved me as best as he could, considering I don't think he really knew how to love. He knew how to demand certain things from people. He knew how not to be bothered with certain things as far as his children. I see no kindness in my father up until the age of 16. My father, to me, didn't seem like a kind man, an understanding man, or a compassionate man. I remember how he treated my mother horrible, and I despised him for a long time for that. He treated her like she she wasn't his wife, or he just didn't love her. She was just there taking up space in his world. My father didn't teach us the qualities to look for in a partner. Even though I started young looking, you know, he never, well, I want to say, I don't want to say he never. I remember one time he did uh, try to have a heart-to-heart discussion with me, but unfortunately he was drunk, and what he was saying came off so bad that it actually scarred me and really made me resent him even more. I didn't know how my father was brought up to make him become the man that he... I saw him as, um, I didn't know any of my uncles, I didn't know my grandmother or my grandfather, even though my grandmother would come and visit time to time, you know, and my daddy was always on his best behavior, he really was, and my grandmother seemed like a sweet old woman to me, you know, I couldn't believe that that woman raised this type of man but again I did not know the backstory of them it was just like I was an outsider looking in on their relationship my father passed away when I was 17 years old 
But before that, um, my mother had ended up uh, breaking her leg and wasn't able to take care of him or us in any way. And to my surprise, my father actually stepped up to the plate. He cooked for us, and my father was an amazing cook. I could not believe it. My mother wasn't the best cook, but my father was an amazing cook. The meals he prepared for us was always so good. They were always well-balanced. And he cooked for my mother. He took great care of her. My mama gained so much weight and just looked so happy. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. He had stopped drinking as much. And he just really focused on his children and his family. All the way up until my mom got better, And when my mom got better, my daddy fell ill. We didn't know it at the time what he fell ill from, but he had stomach cancer. And he kept that, he had it for 10 years. And he kept that a secret from what my mom said she didn't know. But it it was kind of hard uh, to believe her. My mama kept everything inside her into herself, all pain, all confusion, everything. She just kept it inside of her. So when my daddy fell ill and he had to go to the hospital, we did not know what was wrong with him. <clears throat> and I remember sitting at the dining room table, um, just sitting there, and the phone rang, and I answered the phone, and it was the hospital. And they informed me that our father had stage four stomach cancer, which meant he had very little time left with us. And I was so much in shock. And and the doctor told me how long he had it. At at this time, I was... um, I want to say a uh, 16-year-old, and I had to comprehend all this and tell my mother and my other siblings about what was going on with our father. And it was like no one seemed to care because, again, our daddy was a dark cloud in all our lives, all the way up until he had to take care of our mother. And then we got to see another side of him that we never, ever seen. He laughed. He laughed so much with us. I understood him. But when I got that phone call, I felt like, like shit, like just shit. Like, you know, I just started to like, the person my father was. And now he has fell ill. But not only that, we basically don't even have any time with him. My father passed on July 28th, uh, 1992. But that date is so 
important to me because that is the day my first daughter was born, which I had at the age of 14. And that was just like, not only that, like how you, I cannot move forward and not associate her day with the day he left. And I remember my father's funeral. I didn't see, I only seen a certain few people around my daddy. But the day of his funeral, that church was packed with people I did not know, but apparently they knew my father. And I remember sitting next to my mother, maybe a seat, I mean, a seat away from her, because I think one of my other sisters was in between us. <laughs> and we had started crying. <clears throat> and my mother literally swung and hit all of us that was crying and told us to stop crying. Do not cry. And we looked at her like, oh my God, Mama, you you being so cold. But then the funeral ended up taking a weird turn to whereas the pastor or who was presiding over the funeral started just talking about crazy stuff. And we're all sitting there, at least his children was, was like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about our father? Is this another aspect of our father that we did not know, but everybody else seems to seem to have known? Or, you know, I, I, it was so crazy. And I remember we just all but started laughing. We was just laughing. I don't know. Like, we was just laughing, and we was trying to get this man to shut the hell up, which he didn't. He kept going on, he kept going on, and he kept going on. I'm sitting there so confused, but grateful for the laugh, grateful for the laugh, because it was it was such a coldness from my mother, and it was such a confusing time for me, because I'm like, who are the fuck is all these people, and where were they at when we was living in hell with this man? And then the preacher man just went off on left field talking about things we didn't understand or understand why he was talking about them at my daddy's funeral. And by the way, my daddy looked so at peace. My daddy looked all the ugliness in his face was gone. All the anger in his face was gone and he looked it so handsome and I remember I could not stop staring at him like he was a beautiful man but the life that he chose to live made him the ugliest man on the world at least to me I can't say I ever felt sorry for my dad I felt embarrassed for my dad I just felt embarrassed for him. I felt embarrassed that he was my dad. I felt embarrassed for him that he chose to live his life in this fashion, let alone just not be open to his family, except near the end, which he was. My daddy apologized to me for a lot of things he did to hurt me. And at the time, 
I didn't accept those apologies. But over time, I learned to, and I learned to forgive my daddy. Like I say, I had a daughter at 14, but my daddy felt as though I was not capable or able to raise her. So he went behind my back and talked to um, the father's the, the father of my daughter, mother, and they came up with a plan to take her from me, and no one let me know this. And that was the biggest resentfulness and hatred I held towards my daddy. Like, how could you? you seen how it broke my heart. Because after that, I tried to exit this world. I was so heartbroken for so long behind that. Because not only when they came up with this plan, apparently on the father, the father's side, the mother felt as though I can easily be exited out the picture. She felt as though that she was going to raise my daughter as though it was her daughter. And my heart broke behind being rejected to be able to see at least my own child or build some type of relationship with her while she was young. And I blamed my daddy for that for the longest time. And I remember him coming to see me in a facility he felt that could help guide me, which it only hurt me even more. I needed guidance from my parents, not from strangers who put me in the same group as every other um, um, child that needed help or attention. Because all I wanted was my baby back, or at least the chance to be in her life when she was growing up. And that was just stripped from me by two adult people. I can't say I really trust trusted the daddy's mother, but somehow I I felt like my father would not rip my heart out my chest so easily and not say anything to me. And I remember trying to steal my baby back um, <clears throat> one day because they did they did uh, let her see me or whatever. I didn't want to send her back over there. I didn't think his mother was fit to raise her in any capacity. Your son, which who was at the time, I was 14, and he was, um, he was 20 when I had my daughter. And I felt as though you had a hand in raising this foul, degenerate person. And he was that. He was that. He wasn't that in the beginning, but near at the end, he was so that, you know, and also other uh, sons she had. What make I didn't think she could do a better job with my daughter because there was no love in that woman. I could see she lacked it, love and compassion, the same thing my parents lacked. Thus far, resulting in my poor decisions. But I loved my daughter. I loved her with everything I had in me to love another human being. And I was 
making better choices for myself and for her. I was able to have her for a year before they came up with this awesome plan. And I will never forget the phone call when I called um, the father's mother and asked, when were they bringing my daughter back? And this lady bust out laughing at me and told me she was never coming back. I could hear all the people in the background laughing. And this was supposed to be a grown woman. And my heart just ripped. And I'm staring at my daddy because I was in a, he used to sleep on the couch in the living room. And I was at the dining room table in the dining room. And I said, what do you mean you're not breaking my daughter back? And they was like, ask your daddy. Cracking up. They laughed so hard. I don't know if they hung up on me or I hung up on them. But I looked at my daddy and I asked him, why aren't they bringing my daughter back? And he told me I signed her rights over to them because he was my legal guardian, thus for making him my daughter's legal guardian. And I just could not, I could not believe it. I, I at, the, at that age, I knew I was going to do everything in my power to make this man's life uncomfortable. He thought I was doing it before. Oh, my goodness. If if bad decisions was a person, I was that. I decided at that time, which only hurt myself, I realize that now, trying to hurt my father and trying to even just drive him crazy, I realized I hurt myself more. Because I did the craziest, wildest, most disrespectful things trying to hurt my father. And what and if I really look back on it now, the worst thing my daddy ever did to me during that period was literally smack the shit out of me. But that didn't even matter. I was still determined to try to hurt this man and disappoint this man. And if you think if you thought nothing of me, I was going to be nothing. But he never the worst thing he did was smack the shit out of me. He always let me back in the house. He always had a meal, make sure I had a meal. <laughs> and I never understood that. And my siblings would just be like, oh, you know, they were so disgusted with me. And so like, why daddy keep, you know, letting you back up in here? And when I say that, we were not raised in love. None of our siblings had true compassion for each other. And we was all fine with that. Although I felt like this was some fucked up shit. Literally, at the end of the day, we was all fine with talking about each other, spreading each other's business, being hurtful with one another, uh, saying the most hurtful things to each other. I remember I was just caught bum all the time, or, and I was never going to amount to anything. And for a long time, I believed those words that my siblings was telling me. Until I had a dream one day. <clears throat> 
And this was when I, uh, I don't know exactly when I had the dream, but I do believe when I was trying to just change my ways. And I remember I was talking to an older lady and I had asked her about, yeah, this was when I was trying to get myself together because um, my daddy had passed and I was just really trying to be more helpful to my mom, more responsible for my mom so I wouldn't have to worry her or I I could be that was just not a worry I wanted her to worry about regarding me even though it took time lots and lots of time I would say years tell you the truth but I wanted to be a better person for her for the longest time it wasn't necessarily for me I wanted to be a better person for her because again my mom was talked about a lot whispered my dad out there telling talking about her so people felt they like they had the right to talk about her and also we were talking about her as her children you know my mother did suffer from mental illness but I'll get on, on that later in episode two in this episode I want to concentrate on my father but once he passed I had a dream and it was an old lady I was talking to, and I asked the old lady about all my siblings because we were still being mean to each other and disrespectful to each other. But I wanted to break that cycle. But not all of us did because it benefited a lot of my siblings. And I asked about the two major ones, the two older ones, because they was called, they was keeping up a lot of the shit. Whether they knew it or not, they was just perpetuating a lot of the shit that was going on in the home. And I asked about them. And at the time that I asked about them, they were doing really good in life. They was just really doing good. You know, everything they ever wanted, they was getting uh, the attention. They felt like they can stand, hold their head up really high. And a lot of people was praising on them a lot. And I, but I asked the older lady in the dream how they was going to turn out. And she told me they will lose everything that they have. And I asked about my younger sister. And I remember that the lady said she was going to get married before she turned 35. And I asked about me. And the lady said that I was going to be all right. That was all I was saying. And I have another brother, but I did not ask about him, nor did the lady offer any information regarding him. But he has spent majority of his life locked up. And it's true enough, everything that that lady said came true. <laughs> Although sometimes I still regret the fact that I told my younger sister, especially about what the lady said by her about her because I felt like she was just determined to make that happen but you know I can't take it back and um and she did get married before she was 35 you know and my uh two older siblings which was a girl and a boy they both lost everything just everything that that they care that they thought that mattered but I conclude this episode with saying that I have forgave my father. And as a woman today, as a 47-year-old woman today, 
I was very grateful that I got to see some beauty in him before he left this world that allowed me to forgive him and to maybe understand why he made some of the decisions that he made regarding me. I know that he wanted better for me. He wanted me to be better and do better. But unfortunately, he didn't show none of that concern all while, all while raising or having an opportunity to raise me and show me how to be better and do better because he was responsible for the girls. And I appreciate him for, you know, just teaching me how to walk with wonderful posture and sitting with wonderful posture and apologizing to me. I love my daddy and I hope his next life be all that he wanted to be because I imagine something happened in his life to have made him the person he was. I never know what that was, but I imagine something did because at the end, I was able to truly see his beauty. And I thank God for that. This is the end of episode one. Join me for episode episode two when I talk about my mother.